Welcome, my love, to The Collective. The Collective is you, it is me, it is every woman. Raising the vibration of the fucking planet as we show up, step up, and serve the purpose we were put here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I am the queen of blending the woo with the work, and I'm going to show you how to do just that. I'm an entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, and spiritual business mentor, and I help visionary women just like you build online businesses so they can have the impact they are here for and call in the abundance they are so worthy of. Get ready to become unapologetic, abundant, and aligned as fuck because the universe has put you here in divine timing and you're exactly where you're meant to be. Hello, hello, my love. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited you're here. And today's episode is something that seriously, we are all interested in, in one way or another. Skincare. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I personally feel like I'm on a never ending journey when it comes to skincare. I'm always trying to figure out better things for my skin and things that are going to make it look more radiant and youthful and glowy and dewy and all of those, you know, marketing words that you see with skincare. And, you know, ultimately this episode is going to give you so many answers around that, but it's also going to break down so many of the marketing myths that you might have fallen victim to when it comes to your skincare. I'm first to put my hand up and say that for a lot of my life skin has definitely felt like, you know, this very confusing journey. Am I using the right thing? Is this the right routine for me? Should I be doing something different? How can I make my skin look better? All those sort of things. And this episode helped me so, so, so much. I got so many answers as I sat down with my beautiful friend and seriously such a skin expert, Robin McAlpine. Robin is an author, a businesswoman, and a skin saver extraordinaire. She is the leading authority on all things skin, helping her clients to achieve the healthiest skin possible without invasive techniques. From dealing with skin conditions like acne and dermatitis and helping her clients to regain their confidence, Robin takes the nonsense out of the beauty industry. She cuts through the hype and she does not mess about. She uses evidence-based corneotherapy practices to create the healthiest skin possible and she gets amazing results for her clients. She's based in Newcastle, New South Wales with her clinic Skintifix, where she sees clients face to face, but she also consults all over Australia and runs online skin treatments. So if you're listening to this all over the world and you're like, oh my gosh, Robin's my gal, don't worry. We've linked everything below so you can get in touch with her online. She's got amazing skin treatment reprograms in order to help you achieve healthy skin no matter where you are at. So if you are tired of buying skincare that doesn't care, Robin is seriously your gal. Honestly, she knows her stuff. And she's here in this episode today, literally breaking down so many of the myths and the things that you thought to be true about skincare and just cutting through all the crap, giving you the no nonsense approach to your skincare and what your skin actually needs. There's so much for you inside of this episode, including, like I said, busting those skincare myths, helping you to understand ingredients in your skincare and what it actually means for your skin, talking about why gut health is so important to achieving good skin and how to actually build a skincare routine that works for you. So I'm so excited. I was taking so many notes while I did this interview with Robin and I'm seriously so grateful to be able to share it with you. And I really hope that you guys get something out of it as well. If you enjoy the episode, do make sure to screenshot it and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Official. And without any further ado, let's get into the interview.
So we met at Tony Robbins UPW and you quickly became one of my favorite humans. You're an author, you're a businesswoman and you are a skin saver extraordinaire. And I'm so excited to finally have you on the podcast. Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and I just love your energy and I'm pretty sure that's what connected us right from the word go. Yeah. <laughs> love what do you mean? Jumping all over you and just being like, whoa, Tony. <laughs> Look, when you saw me cry, I knew we'll be friends forever. <laughs> Literally like the biggest soul connection. Like I just yeah. felt so grateful. Like we just absolutely just randomly happened to sit next to each other. And I was like, I think I could be friends with this girl. And like, I know. seriously, just soul sisters. I'm so grateful for you. You're such an extraordinary human in so many different ways. And I'm so excited to bring your light to the show. I feel like you have so much value to bring. And there's going to be so much out of this interview that I know that our listeners are just going to get so much out of every time I speak to you about skin and all the things like I get so much out of it. So I was like, you got to get your expertise on the show. So mm. let's dive in my love. Talk to us like why skin? Like you're the skin extraordinaire, you know, so much about it. Why is that something that you're so passionate about? You know, it's funny because I think most people get into this, the beauty industry because they may have had really bad skin growing up. And so they search for all the answers and they find it, you know, in their local beauty therapist and it, it kind of inspires them to take that journey as well. But for me, it was a completely different story. I never had what you would say is, you know, bad skin. Um, I just fell in love with the biology of it all and realized that there is so much BS out there and marketing is just such a clever beast of convincing women that they're not good enough, their skin's bad and they'll never be, have what it takes to have beautiful skin. And I think the story of being perfect is completely overtold and it puts us in a position of not feeling like we're ever going to be enough. And so my whole journey has been about busting the myths and just teaching women how their skin works in a really simple, easy to understand way. So they just don't fall for the hype. And I've built my skin clinic on that. It's just being a place of complete honesty and sometimes a little bit of tough love um, to be able to help women and my clients just feel heard and validated and valued and knowing that their trust isn't misplaced and I'm not going to be another person who just takes their money mm -hmm. and goes, Oh, well maybe this isn't the right fit for you. You know? So I think me, my passion really fell in. If I don't, if I can't explain it well enough or simply enough, I don't know the content well enough. So I just wanted to learn and learn and learn and learn and just be able to translate that in a way that isn't mysterious yeah yeah and you do such a good job of that and like i said like whenever you and i talk about skin i'm always just blown away in how easily you break it down and you've given me some really amazing examples over the time and my favorite one is about like the building blocks of a house and i want you to like go into that but i really like you it's just like i just want to take a second like just celebrate you a bit because that is something that you do so well is the honesty like the no bullshit literally cutting through it which i am first to put my hand up and say like I honestly like growing up, like I didn't really have any guidance around my skin. And then the only support that I really found was like, I would go to Mecca and be like, Hey, like, what do I put on my skin? Like, you know, I'm having a breakout or this and that and the other's happening. And you know, I'm quite blessed. Like I have, I do have quite good skin. Like I never suffered from like acne or anything like that growing up. So I can't even speak to what that would be like for someone going through something like that and not having the actual authentic true advice that's going to help them to get results. So I love that you do that and you do break it down. Can you give us that example around skin? So I love that like for you, like beauty and like, you know, skincare and everything, like you go into the science and the biology and I'd really love to go there with you now. Yeah. Awesome. So the way skin really works is 
think of it like a house. You have a roof that protects everything on inside the house and keeps it really happy, healthy, and safe. But if your roof is damaged, everything inside the house isn't going to be happy. And it doesn't necessarily mean the roof is completely blown off. But say if you've got 10 roof tiles and every time it rains, there's a little tiny leak that's happening, you're not going to notice it straight away until the damage has been done. And so my whole entire purpose on this planet is to fix the roof because a lot of people know how to go in and replace carpets and do the demolition. But just think about it. If you had a, had a storm and your roof blew off, the insurance company don't come in and go, hmm, yeah, your carpets are really wrecked. And oh, look, look at those walls. We really need to rebuild those. No, the first thing they come in and do is fix the roof. They put the tarp on and then they come in and send the tradies in and they come and put all the tiles back together and, and put it together. Then in two weeks time or three weeks time, they come back and go, well, actually, look, your carpets have dried out pretty well. I don't think we need to really go in and rip them up. We'll just support them a bit more and your walls yeah we just need to do a bit of patchwork um, it's not about completely bulldozing the house and starting again mm -hmm. and so that is my role is to look at what is it with ingredients that have been going onto the skin or treatments that have been done to that skin that may or may not have supported the structural integrity in the long term and that's going to help to strengthen it and fortify it by having a really happy and healthy roof because a lot of the times what we're doing to our skin is like turning on the ducted air conditioning in our house, but leaving our doors and windows open. So we might be using all those fancy active ingredients that have rave reviews on the internet, but if they're not being well received by the cell or they're not metabolized or they're not physiological to how the biology of our skin functions, it's kind of like pouring water into a bucket with a hole in it and it's going out the other side and our skin is too busy in a state of inflammation so kind of go, oh yeah, hang on, vitamin C. Um, can you come back? I'm too busy trying to do my job properly. And it, it doesn't um, allow it to, you know, everything is going to be much better received in a healthy skin. So for me, it's about not just looking at the fancy ingredients that need to go onto your skin to support it, but what is the health of those cells? What is the level of aging and damage to those cells that we can work on to repair? Love that. Honestly, so much. And I think that it just breaks it down so well. And like I said, like so many of us just get fed this like, oh, get this new serum or do this new skin peel or something like that, like constantly trying to fix what we feel is broken, but not necessarily getting to the root of the issue. And so, and, yeah, exfoliating is the biggest myth on the face of the earth because it's what it's doing is it's taking away roof tiles to try and reveal younger, fresher, healthier cells. But if the life cycle of that cell and that cell being born doesn't have what it needs to kind of work its way up and create a really healthy roof and barrier, then it's, you're just revealing cells that have the same bad recipe or that don't have what it takes to make really healthy skin. Mm -hmm. So going in for a course of peels or using something that's exfoliating your skin every day. So if you're using glycolics every day, what's happening is you're taking off too many roof tiles and revealing too much of the brickwork of the house and those bricks aren't ready to become roof tiles yet. So we want to uh, make sure that we're looking at why the roof might be rough and bumpy or unhappy and addressing that than just continually exfoliating it away. 
Mm. And I think that that's something that a lot of us are doing. And I'm first, like I'm personally, like I said, I don't suffer from like acne or anything like that, but I have like little blemishes and little breakouts and things like that. And the thing that I struggle with the most is dry skin, both on my face and my body. I had eczema growing up, like, you know, in the, like the nook of my arm and like my fingers and things like that. So for me, and you know, in Australia right now going into winter, my skin is feeling it. So I'm like, oh, now I'm like peeling and I feel dry and I don't know what to yes. do and all those sort of things. So for those of us that are like, you know, our go-to is, okay, I'll just do like a peel or a mask or, you know, an exfoliant. Mm. What are some of the behaviors that we could do differently in order to actually nurture and improve this, the health of the cells? So if you have a dry skin that's really itchy, flaky, or just, just a bit rough feeling and it's not feeling very nourished or hydrated, We actually want to supply that to the skin instead of ripping it off. Because when you have a really dry skin, your roof tiles aren't laying flat and looking after each other. And they're a bit gappy or they're a bit chipped and unhappy. And so exfoliating them away is a temporary fix. But you want to actually add a lot more lipids and oils to a skin to really nurture that skin's barrier and help it build a really nice microbiome or an ecosystem that sits on our skin. Um, stripping that away actually exacerbates that dryness and that feeling of not having enough nourishment in the skin. And oily skin is probably one of the least common skin types. And yet it is the most prevalent um, when it comes to skincare, it's all targeted towards an oily skin. Mm. So even conditions like acne are often linked to not having enough lipids in the skin. But if we, every acne product is about being mattifying, reduced shine, um, yeah, oil-free, it's actually having a knock-on effect and drying out the skin even more. So I think we all need a lot more oil in our life, both internally and topically for our skin. It's completely underrated. It's getting a bit of a show at the moment with you know oil um, pre-cleansers and oils for your skin. But it's about how the origin of those oils, the efficacy, the, and all of those things as to how well they're going to support your skin too. So can we talk about the internal and the topical yeah. use? So when you say internal, do you mean like fish oil tablets? Like what does that look yeah, like? Absolutely. So our skin has, um, every pore has its own little sebaceous gland attached at the bottom. And that, that sebaceous gland is designed to pump out oil that then gets secreted up through the pore and flows out onto the surface of the skin. We've all got pores. They are meant to be there. Uh, we all seem to make them out as a bad guy, but um, <laughs> they have a job and they have a purpose. But not everybody's oil or sebaceous glands produce enough oil. Or they might not produce the right quality or quantity of oil. And so we're often then using skincare that strips it from the top down as well. So this poor little pore doesn't have enough oil to pump out, but then it's also getting dried out from the top as well. So to support internally, I always think taking an omega-3 supplement is the best thing for our skin because not only does it help that sebaceous gland and pore to produce a better quality of oil, that's going to be more free flowing and supporting and creating a healthy skin barrier, but having a supplementation of omegas, we don't get enough in our diet, um, really helps with those cells. So our cells are kind of born in a deeper layer and then they kind of, they grow up until they become what is essentially a roof tile. But if that, if they don't have enough of that omega once when they're born, Mm. by the time it gets to the surface of our skin, there's not enough there to also support that process. So we get it from oil from our pores and also from, um, from our cells when they're made. So 
if our pores aren't secreting enough oil or the quality of oil isn't great, we can almost biohack around that and give our cells enough oil. So by the time they get to the top, they squeeze out all the oil that's inside of them and that binds together to create our microbiome as well. So there's two ways around it. Well, there's three because we can apply it topically as well and support it. But you know, they say we are what we eat, but we're actually what we digest. So our nutrition is so incredibly important to the health of our skin. Um, you know, skincare is such a small piece of the puzzle when it comes to skin health. So yeah, I, I'm a big advocate for taking a really good high quality um, therapeutic dose of an Amiga. Mm. Can we talk about the nutritional side of things? So the gut health side of things, because I feel like that's a bit that so many of us don't realize is so linked. And then even if we do realize, we don't necessarily know what to do about it. So what would be some of the steps that you would suggest in order to like improve your gut health, which will ultimately help your skin? So our skin, our gut, our mental well-being, they're all so intimately and intricately connected. And there is always going to be a gut issue with, with most skin conditions. So if you've got eczema, psoriasis and dermatitis, there's issues there. Same with acne. It's all linked back to that. So the lining of our gut and the little villi that, that uh, are in there to absorb all of the nutrients, oftentimes they've been a bit uh, abused <laughs> over our lifetime with what we've eaten, the way we've looked after ourselves. Yep. And they're so important because that's where the nutrition from our food and all of the, the micronutrients is absorbed. And then that's shared throughout the body. And there's so many different mechanisms and things that come into play. I, I could talk about this one all day, but um, it's really significantly important to be supporting that part of our body to get really happy and healthy skin because you could be taking those omega supplements, but if it's not being absorbed in the gut, mm. then you're not going to get it to where it needs to go. So having, you know, prebiotic foods that are full of fiber that feed the bacteria and then introducing a probiotic, which is introducing that bacteria into the gut in really healthy levels. Then also having postbiotics that also help to kind of eliminate all the stuff that shouldn't be in there and clear the gut out is really part of what I do when I'm working with clients as well is just get them onto something that's going to just support the nutrition and what their skin is being fed. because I can do everything from the outside in and support you with the greatest skincare on earth. Mm. But then if from the inside out, those cells aren't getting enough nutrition to then create a really healthy brick wall and roof, then results are, are really, really are hindered. Mm. Yeah, That's how you can get. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know, you know, I have a background like in personal training prior to all of this. And like from that sort of background, it's kind of like, you know, if you're the PT and you're like giving all the exercises and you're like, yeah, do all this stuff. Like this is so great. But then the person leaves and they're like, okay. And they're like eating, you know, all the shitty food under the world, under the sun. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I'm not getting any results. Like why isn't the, the routine working? And you're like, come on. Like there's so much more that goes hand in hand with it. So I feel like that's kind of, you know, what the battle that you're against and the battle that you are, the mission that you're on is helping people to realize like there's so much more that goes into skin. Absolutely. And, and we often liken it to going to see a personal trader. You know, my clients will come and see me once a month and once a month they'll have really good topical skincare applied to their skin. But then if they're going home and not doing the work or not doing the, the workout, so to speak, yeah. it's not going to give you the results. It's, it really is like going to the gym once a month and hoping that you'll um, fit in your jeans a little bit better. 
Yeah. Um, it's about what you're supporting with both nutritionally, topically with your skincare, but also mentally and your well-being and that inner voice that speaks to you because every cell in your body is listening. The minute you wake up and look in the mirror and you just go, Ugh, and it starts that chain of um, thought that it's so subconscious, we don't even really know. It's like those are the things that are also key to this and how we speak to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, how we love ourselves, how we nurture ourselves. And it sounds a bit woo, but there is definitely a link between that and our gut health and the absorption of nutrients. And it's, it's so, our bodies are so intimately connected with every system right down to our thoughts. Like think about how quickly when, um, so when you open your credit card statement, straight away your gut flips Mm. And that's a thought that you've had in the blink of an eye has had that physiological response in your body. Mm. So if you're constantly overthinking your skin and how that makes you feel, it's this self-perpetuating cycle of how your cells are going to respond. That is so true. And it comes back down to, you know, it's almost like the science of manifestation, like the mm. fact that everything is energy. And it's like your body is literally energy. And I know that you know this, but just for those listening, yeah you know, your cells are made up of energy. So like on an energetic level, like what are you telling yourself? Like when you look mm. in the mirror, like what is your belief system about yourself and your skin and the skin that you're in? And do you love yourself? Like all that sort of stuff is so important. That internal dialogue is everything. And I love that you brought that up and it's not just about, you know, what's going in your body and it's not just about what's going on it, but it's about what's going on inside your mind as well and how that can really link in. I love that you brought that up. So for someone that is, you know, in a skincare journey and maybe they're struggling with, you know, whatever it is that they're struggling with right now, what are like a few simple steps, you know, from as, as little as like just the mindset piece through to the treatment end of the things? What steps. is like, yeah, a practical process that someone could go through? The first thing is finding out um, why. Why is your skin behaving the way it is? Because once you know the why, the how is really easy. Um, and so I find most clients until they come and our paths cross and we meet that there is so much guesswork going on oh, yeah. and, you know, people go, oh, I've really researched it. I'm like, research isn't reading a blog post or watching an influencer, um, and their opinion. There's so much marketing and it's subtle behind those things that we don't know. So the first thing is to actually have a conversation and a consultation with somebody who truly understands skin and can break it down in a really easy to understand way that's so specific to you because no two skins or skin conditions are alike. Yeah, there's similarities, absolutely, but there's no one size fits all. So the first thing is to talk to somebody who can help you put together a plan that is, isn't just this cookie cutter type um, program, but that it, it is specific to what your skin needs and it's looking at the leading cause of why your skin behaves that way. And so usually I'll do that and take about an hour to have a consultation with somebody and really work out what is the cause of their skin's conditions and, and their concerns and what we can implement and put around that to create, to create a program that is realistically going to get results. That isn't just a band-aid fix, mm -hmm. but is addressing things like your, your mindset and how you speak to yourself, your diet and your, your nutrition and what you're feeding your skin, but really looking at what is going onto your skin topically, because whilst a product might have great actives and um, supportive ingredients, what they're mixed up into is actually so incredibly important as well, because we can't pre pretend that the thickness and binding agents and preservatives, um, even the fragrances and colors 
aren't also having an impact on how our skin functions. So it's not just about going, wow, this has vitamin A or vitamin C or hyaluronic acid or, um, you know, niacinamide. That's kind of the bright, shiny marketing where people go, oh, wow, it's got all those things. But down here, there's also these other things that are going onto our skin and communicating with our skin and telling it what to do. So having somebody to work with who can navigate that with you is really important, I think. And then it kind of goes from there, having guidance in what products are specific to your skin and what you need, not just because it sounded really good or it's a fad product or it's really hot on the internet at the moment, and then a treatment plan as well and how the steps to take to get you there. But the key thing really is in that consultation process because otherwise it's like going to the doctor and them just writing a prescription without asking you any questions or understanding what's happening in your body or whatever it is that you've presented with. Um, it's a lot of guesswork. And I know so many people listening to this would understand the disappointment of going into a shop um, and the sales assistant going, yeah, this is a fan fantastic product. It's great. It's going to be fantastic for you. Dropping $500, getting home and having that really sunken feeling because you don't necessarily understand why you need them or how they work or what they're going to do for you. And then, you know, you go two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and you think, oh, yeah, it's my skin feels nice, but it may be not amazing. Like, I'm here about getting it amazing and getting your skin to the healthiest it can possibly be. Yeah. And the health, healthy skin is far, far from perfect. And this flawless canvas, you know, I don't think we've ever actually seen in the media real skin. Like, mm -hmm. when you see a photo in a magazine, it's photoshopped within an inch of its life and it's in it's not it's inhuman no one has skin that looks like that um so our i think we're quite skewed of what our skin should look like it's it's a living breathing organ it is our it is a vital organ and the largest one that we have and the things that our skin does for us is phenomenal you know it's our it's our filtration system it's our protective system even think about like say you know when you get the heebie-jeebies when you walk down a dark alley or something like that and your your skin just goes something's not right here mm. like that is our skin connected to our nervous system and it's a communication system and it it's our temperature regulator like this is how we feel the temperature of our body is protected and without skin imagine a hug from somebody i mean it'd be pretty gross hugging <laughs> you know no skin bones and muscle but but this is how you feel this this you know texture and and it's it's everything it's how you feel kisses and hugs and warmth from the sun it's yeah we disrespect it on so many levels in so many ways mm. and i really want to make it my job in this life is to fall in love with your skin and what it does for you even when it's misbehaving and it's doing things that maybe it shouldn't you should still be very grateful for it because it's doing its best with what it's being given at this present point in time. It's, I just, you know, I'm like, I just feel like I need to like give my skin a hug. Like, absolutely. I don't know. Like, but I'm just like, I love my skin so much. Like just yes. saying that it just, it really makes you realize like, you know, however long you've been on this earth, maybe a lot of that time you've spent hating on your own skin. Yeah. And it's like, just wake up for just a sec and realize like, wait, wait, it's about like literally as cliche as it sounds like love the skin you're in. Like absolutely love it. Yeah. Because without it, I would die very quickly. Um, but this is how we connect in the world. Like people see you, which is essentially what you look like and your skin. And it's, it's, it's 
it's so much more than we give it credit for. And, Absolutely, yeah. and we also give it so much power over our mental state as well. You know, like it's, um, so many people have this conversation going on in their head and it's like this constant record going around and around. And it's like, if I asked you not talked about pink elephants and asked you not to think about a pink elephant, all you can think about now is a pink elephant. And this is what it's like when your skin is misbehaving and the way you hold back from connecting in life, because you, you know, I've had clients who don't even make eye contact because their skin steals their confidence or they cancel appointments or they won't put their hand up for that promotion because it, what is, you know, in this, what, few square centimetres of our entire body mm. can rule so many things and I'm just not down with that. And yeah. that's what I want to change because it is really, it's actually pretty simple. It's just skin, cells and biology and chemistry. And there is an answer for everyone, no matter how many times they've been to a clinic or somewhere and they've gone, oh, you know, it's not working, it's not working, maybe it's not right for you. There is your last first kiss in someone who knows what they're talking about with skin. You're giving me all the feels. Like <laughs> you're, you're very good at talking about skin because I'm feeling like emotional about my skin now. Like, which I think is exactly what you're here to do. You elicit yeah. that response in people and help them to wake up and go, okay, well, wait a sec. Maybe what I've been told my whole life about my skin isn't true. And maybe there's a different way to be doing this. And I love that you said that, like your last first kiss, like just figuring out like there is a solution for you, no matter how you're feeling right now. It's like, you will get there. It's just about realizing yeah. that maybe it's about a bit of a different approach. So, and there's no, there's no timeline that is perfect or specific to everyone. When people say, how long is this going to take before my skin is healed or happy and functioning? It's like asking how long is a piece of string because we all have so many different things that contribute to how our skin behaves. So it can be our genetics and our family history. It can be um, even what from what part of the country our heritage is from as to every little health concern and condition that you may have had since the day you were born that contributes to what's happening with our body on a biological sense. It's every product you've ever applied to your skin, which is why it is such a unique story for everybody. And some skins, you know, I usually talk about in life cycles from the time a little baby skin cell is born to the time it works its way up and grows up into being like a roof tile that's how many, you know, one of those life cycles is can create a whole lot of change. So some people take, you know, three to six life cycles of the cell skins renewing itself from the inside out. Some people it can take 12 life cycles, 18 months worth of life cycles, depending on what has been done, how it's happened, all of those sorts of things. So I can never, you know, the promise of, oh, we can fix your skin overnight or this product reduces pimples in three days. It's realistically not a long-term solution to really rejuvenating how your skin is functioning and working from the inside out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, even I've spoken to you about my skin, like when I moved from Queensland, which is like much more tropical and it's warmer and it's humid down to Melbourne where I live now, which is a lot drier. It's a lot colder. Like you definitely feel the change of seasons by comparison. And I kept saying to you like, Oh, my skin, my skin. And you were like, your environment can have a lot to do with it. Like literally yeah. environment can do everything. So, yeah. so many different factors that come in and I love that you're realistic about that too. And that like, it's not necessarily an overnight fix, but it is going to be a bit of a journey. And I guess my question with that is, you know, once you do get to your desired skin, is that 
end goal? Like, is that like, okay, you're done now? Or is it still like a process of maintaining or do you still go with treatments? Like, what does that look like once you do actually get there? Like, well, how do you keep it up? Well, I guess it's like, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle change. Like if you're, you know, if you need to lose some weight or get comfortable in your body, you don't just get to that point and then go back to what you were doing before. This, yeah. this becomes your new normal and your new health um, and plan. And that's the same with your skin. Um, it, it's funny because people will often be really happy with their results before I'm really happy with their results because <laughs> what we've been able to achieve is skin that is just so happy and healthy. Um, and so I often have clients just go, no, this is it. I feel so much more confident. I'm like, well, just stick with it because I promise you it's going to get better. Um, but it's, it's being aware that I'm never going to stop pimples. You're always still going to get a pimple at some point in your life. But mm -hmm. my goal is to create a really healthy skin so that when one does flare up, it's not as angry and aggressive and upset and it doesn't last as long as it normally would and it heals up much quicker. And that's my goal is to get a really skin really healthy so the healing process is, is more, um, more happy and healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, because it is this organ that responds to the health and what's happening in our skin, there is always going to be things along the journey. There's, there's no really end goal or end mm. side. It's just continually just being healthy and having skin that is just radiant and glowing and very well looked after. And that can look just like making sure your daily skincare routine is physiological and supporting the biology of your skin. Um, you don't necessarily have to have treatments all the time as long as your daily skincare is specific to what your skin needs at that point in time. Yeah. So the end goal is to get your skin back to health and then to support that health for as long as you're in your own skin. Yeah. And that routine you, you said before is like coming from someone that does understand and doing some sort of consultation and then getting a bit of advice around rather than just being like, okay, I'm just going to try like another serum and yeah. another oil yeah. and everything like that. And it doesn't have to be complicated. So many people come to me and they've got, you know, a 10 to 15 step of skincare routine that's a cocktail of God knows what that they've found and that that had a great review and this had a good review. But the thing to remember is, okay, we've, we've all mixed our drinks at one point in time and we know how bad we feel the next morning. So if we're, if we're mixing this chemical cocktail of skincare products, our cells are going to be slightly hungover or not performing at their best. So it's really about finding the basic foundations of what you need for really healthy skin. And I think that's a cleanser, a treatment tonic and a moisturizer and sunscreen. They're your, they're your bare, bare minimum basics. And then you can build upon that. So it just does depend what's happening at that point in your life, whether you need a bit of correction or some support with acne or dermatitis or dry skin, anything that's happening. But once we've overcome that, we want to get your skin, find what your baseline is and get your skin really happy and healthy that way with your skincare that you use. And um, mixing and matching is something that, you know, I find it can be one of the biggest issues or leading causes for people's skin to misbehave as well. 
Mm. With that, is it, so is it more of a suggestion, I guess, to sort of stick within the one brand? Is that what you mean by mixing and matching? So like, if you find that, you know, one product goes really well, it's like, what other products in their product suite do they have Mm -hmm. that could go well? You do see it with brands where they're like, step one, use this product. And then step two, use this product of their range. Like, you know, and you could easily go, oh, that's just because they want you to buy more. But is that more so actually because the ingredients across those different things actually line up better? It's because, so say we've got brand A and brand B. Brand A, the chemistry formulator, the the chemist for that brand doesn't talk to to the one from the chemist from brand B Mm. and go, hey, I'm putting this chemical structure component in this product. If somebody goes and buys product B, what's the chemical reaction that they're going to have together? So no, there's no communication between product houses. Everything's hush hush and no one wants to share their secret, you know, patent and formulas. Mm. It's like, I, I read something today actually about, you know, if you're mixing bleach can't be mixed with other ingredients because it creates, so like bleach and vinegar or something produces chloroform or something like that, which is a really, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, so when you're, you know, who are we to think that we can mix and match our skincare and not yeah. have a chemistry or chemical warfare going on on the surface of our skin. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just when, oh my God, I've had a reaction. I probably shouldn't have mixed those two products together. Mm. Um, our skin isn't always going to show us straight away that something isn't happy and healthy or that those two chemical responses together shouldn't be on biological cells. Mm. So there is more sense into sticking to one skincare range because the formulator of that range knows exactly what is in that product and how those chemi- chemical ingredients mix together. So it's not just about vitamin A and vitamin C going together. It's actually the the foundational formula of what that's mixed up in and how they communicate with each other. Mm. Um, But then also you have ranges. I work with a range that has a really um, great delivery system. So what that means is it gets ingredients past the roof and down into the structure or the brick wall of skin. Mm. And if I have a client who mixes that with a product that definitely doesn't belong within skin. So take, for instance, preservatives preservatives aren't physiological to our skin. So if I'm, I'm on a product that's preservative free, taking actives down into where they need to be to be successfully used, mixes with a product that shouldn't be within skin and that would actually, it hitches a ride like a taxi or like a Trojan uh, horse to get it into where it's supposed not supposed to be. So that then creates an inflammatory response within skin. And it's not necessarily going to be an inflammatory response where our face blows up and we go, oh, oh, something's wrong. Mm. But our cells have to work harder and um, creates, you know, things like inflammation creates pigmentation, which we'll think is only from the sun. But there's so many more little factors to it. And, and considering why mixing products isn't ideal and usually not the best thing for your skin. Yeah. And such a good example. And again, you're so good at like the visualization bit of it. Like it's like a little Trojan horse or like, you know, something like sneaking in. Like, I just love how you break it down for those of us that are, you know, buying skincare, uh, which is basically everybody. Are there suggestions around brands? And I guess as well, a question, you know, chemist brands, like drugstore brands, like Coles, Woolies, like, is that something that you would be like, Oh, sort of steer clear from that? Cause I know that personally, like I just sort of created this belief for myself that was like, if it's like clean beauty or if it's like organic, like that's way better but I don't actually really know what I'm basing that on I I think it's more of a mental (laughs) thing where I'm like it sounds better and I feel good doing it so you know for me like 
you know, I love, like I personally love go-to skincare, but I don't really know why I like it. Like I like it because it says it's all natural ingredients and I really love their marketing and their branding. And I love Zoe Foster Blake. Like, so I love it, but I don't know if it's necessarily the right fit for me. And I don't know if necessarily basing my belief system around skincare on that is a good thing. So are there suggestions that you have around brands that you actually would recommend? Marketing is such a clever beast, isn't it? The way you feel and look about a product or what that means to you is all about the story that you have been fed or told. And that's the case for everything in our life. Absolutely everything. What fridge you buy as to what clothes you wear as to what skincare you buy, you're buying into the story. Um, So it's, it's always interests me. I always ask people, you know, why do you buy the products that you buy? And, um, it all comes back to the clever marketing of it and the organic thing, the natural thing. Mm. Like I'm all for reducing the chemical overload on our bodies via our skin because so much is absorbed through this organ that shouldn't be. Um, and, you know, there's such a thing as a, a safe dose uh, when it comes to the things that shouldn't be in our skincare. But see, if, if you're using 10 different products and each of those products have the minimum safe dose, you're actually getting 10 times that minimum safe dose. So it's looking at that as well and understanding that. But, but I mean, as for brands, um, I work with a professional corneotherapeutic skincare brand. And for me, it it is really the only thing that I can recommend because I see how it works. I know what's in it. I know that it's safe. Um, I can put it on newborn babies right through to the elderly, to people who are going through oncology treatments and how their skin suffers with radiation and chemotherapy and all the drugs that they're on. And I know that it's going to keep them healthy and safe. Um, but if you're looking for, for products, it's looking for things that don't have you know, preservatives because they're the number one disruptor to our skin's microbiome. So we're covered head to toe in bacteria. We're always have been everyone's bacterial balance is different and different places of your body you know you think like your armpits have different bacteria to what you're going to have on your face but the number one thing (laughs) and and other body areas let's think (laughs) let your imagination run wild um but preservatives don't discriminate well you know bacteria is good for us there's certain bacteria that are there's ones that aren't And so when we're putting a product onto our skin that has a strong preservative, it's going to annihilate that immediately and kill off all that bacteria. But our bacteria kind of acts like our security guards. They're kind of always keeping an eye out for us of bacteria that does land on our skin that shouldn't be there. So we need it. It's kind of like we need our gut microbiome. We also need our skin surface microbiome. So something that's low preservative or using a very natural preservative, um, and then I look at fragrance. Fragrance is the number one inflammatory or problem on most people's skin. And have a think about whenever you've gone to buy skincare, the first thing you do is open the sample and smell it. Mm. And what that conjures up for you, like for instance, if it's if it's a product range that's designed to be antibacterial for say, you know, an acneic skin, it's going to have a very almost medical smell or think tea tree, eucalyptus, peppermint, those sorts of things, because our brain automatically thinks that that is going to be antibacterial going, even going as far as the color that they put into a product. You know, if it's something that's a really nice hand cream, it's usually going to have a floral scent with a pinkish toned cream. So these are all just the mechanisms that are used to make us buy something, but a fragrance will, 
immediately trigger an inflammatory response in the skin. It um, causes sun sensitization. Even essential oils um, will cause a um, photo response with sun exposure. So it can increase our pigmentation. That's interesting. Because yeah. that's something I believed. I was like, oh, if it's essential oil based, like that's good. <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> I actually believe we're going to see a prevalence of pigmentation because essential oils are having their, um, they've been quite popular over the last few yeah. years. And everybody kind of makes their own little um, beautiful blends of skincare or, or topical oils that they're using. Um, but when they come into contact with UV radiation, there's a chemistry, a, a physiological biochemistry change that happens in our skin um, as a result of having that topically. So yeah, for me, it's, I'm on a bit of a crusade to make sure that if it smells good, it's, pro it's not good for your skin. And I love essential oils, but I use them in a diffuser or I might apply them to my, to my clothing so they're not coming into contact with my skin um, for you know, the therapeutic benefits that oils have. Mm. But um, yeah, topically for me, it's a no-go for skin because of what that can trigger. That's yeah. interesting. Um, what about, this is from a personal perspective, yeah. but what about at nighttime if you're not going into the sun? Because I'm personally a big fan of like, lavender and peppermint like with coconut oil and I just have like a roller and I put it on my chest like before I go to sleep I make James put it on like I'm like yeah it helps with sleeping but like would you say that's still not good for your skin yeah because not only is it the sun exposure that's creating a reaction the fragrance or the the it's actually having a response whether it's exposed to sunlight or not so it's mm. going to have an inflammatory response but also you don't know how long it's sitting in your skin for um, so when you get up in the morning and go to exercise or you're in your gym gear that's exposing that skin that you've just applied it to maybe hours before um it's you we don't know how long it's there for so yeah. interesting my goodness my nighttime practice is going to have to change <laughs> Look, you know like i guess if you're rubbing it on the soles of your feet or something like that <laughs> there's less risk but but yeah like i think in that case that's why diffusing it is a great yeah. option because you get the inhalation benefits of um an essential oil without it interfering with the physiology of the skin interesting what about internal um like, it's probably like not putting like a drop in something like you know lemon or whatever yeah that's really out of my scope of practice of understanding nutritionally um mm. i don't know if that would have like of those. on your skin like from a gut uh, perspective i actually don't don't know um mm. and probably best i speak to like a naturopath or nutritionist about that um i know it's such a controversial topic about ingesting yeah. essential oils and it's not something I practice yeah. um, or recommend simply because, you know, where's the evidence and everyone who sells essential oils is going to jump on and go, there's so much evidence and, <laughs> and things like that. And there is, but um, you know, I probably, it's good to open up the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes oh. I think level of conversation, I'm like, Oh, there's probably more important life things we could be talking about as opposed to debating whether, <laughs> you know, a drop of lemon essential oil in your water is going to, you know, totally world peace. hundred <laughs> percent. But it does come up so much. Hey, like you it see so it, does. talking yeah. about it and everything like that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. very interesting. But as you said, there are so many more things that, you yeah. know, we could be giving our attention to. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, let's talk about your book. So you have an amazing book called Skin Side Out, which I have a copy of. I love. It's on my bed stand. Talk to us about the book, what's inside, what that process was, was like for you. Um, I One of my other loves besides skin is writing and, um, you know, kind of using words to dispel myths as well. But mm. I found that just in years of practice with treating clients that 
People would ask me questions that required a far more in-depth answer than I had time for before they fell asleep in their facial and started to really relax. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I'm just going to write a blog post about this, then I can share it on a greater level. And then the blog post turned into a chapter, which turned into more chapters, which turned into a book. And, you know, my, my goal in life is to share with as many people as possible the known nonsense information about their skin in a way that's really easy to understand. You know, there's plenty of textbooks available for, you know, skin therapists and people who have done all that learning. But what does it mean to turn that biology and chemistry information into everyday language that actually makes sense to how we mm -hmm. use that information? Um, and I think that's one thing that I've always been um, pride of myself on is, is breaking down the technical stuff into a way that's really easy to understand. And so it kind of just developed into this book idea. And it took me about a year to write because I was really wanting to make sure that it had everything in there that I just wish every woman had ever been taught. You know, we learn about our skin from our mums and our grandmothers and, you know, they don't always have the information or most of the stuff we've learned is from a magazine advertorial, which is an editorial that's promoting a product. And so there's a bit of biased information in there. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of wanted to teach mums so that then they could teach their daughters who then could teach their daughters about skin in a way that is true and makes sense. And so, yeah, that's kind of where Skin Side Out was born from. Um, yeah, I'd had this book in me for quite a while. And I kind of, I did it back to front. So I wrote a program called Skin Side Out, which is a, a journey of skincare that I take clients through um, that we work with um, remotely because a lot of people can't come and see me in my clinic. Just, you know, I've got clients all over Australia and overseas. Yeah. Um, so that program started and I thought, no, actually there's more information still that I can give than just in like a, a weekly online program. So yeah, it kind of developed and grew and Mm. it's an amazing book and the illustrations are so gorgeous as well like it's just got beautiful beautiful like very cute as well designs like it's not it's sciencey but it's like not like your typical like biology textbook like you said like it breaks yeah. it down and but it's like fun to look at <laughs> well, these pictures came about i um something popped up on my instagram feed in about 2013 2014 and i stumbled across this illustrator in the uk named sarah clifford and she just write, She would just draw little quick little cartoons um, on her coffee cup of all the things she was studying becoming a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. And the one that caught my eye, she drew this little cartoon picture of a mole and how it's, um, we see it on the surface, but what's happening beneath the skin. And in your crazy stalker Instagram days, I just sent her a message. It was like, hey, I have this idea. Uh, would you illustrate some pictures for me? Because a picture speaks a thousand words and a medical diagram you just look at and go, huh? Whereas if, if, you know, my, my goal is to tell you the story about being in love with this skin cell. So I wanted to have this little cartoon skin cell that, and, and diagrams showing how skin is made. And so, yeah, it kind of developed from there. And she drew the illustrations for my program, which have now become immortalized in the pages in my book. Yeah, I love it so much. And like you said, it really does make you fall in love with the little skin cell. Like it's like a little friend that's like running through the pages of the book with you. So no, it's so, so good. And if you guys want to check out the book, it's amazing. I highly recommend it. It's at skinsideout.com.au. Is that right? It is correct. Yeah. So definitely check that one out, guys. Like I said, it's amazing. And I think it's a beautiful resource as well. If you are listening to this and you're like, 
holy shit, like everything that I thought to be true about skin and all the things that I've been doing, I need to start to learn like a better way to be loving my skin and treating it. It's a beautiful place to start. And then the second part to that is your program. So I love that you mentioned that just before, especially, you know, we're recording this at the moment in the midst of coronavirus when everybody's on lockdown and, you know, face-to-face isn't necessarily as available as it was before. And I think that it's a, it's, it's with everything going on, like it is such a a highlighter of the importance of online services and things like that as well. So I love that for something that a lot of people would assume you have to be in your clinic in Australia. It's like, no, no, there is an option to get your support and your consultation. And, you know, even if you are looking for that extra level of support, like what Robin was saying, um, just to figure out where you're at, like, um, so they can find out all about your program at the same website. Yeah, absolutely. That's all on there. And the beauty of it is, I guess, I've been consulting online via Zoom for since for about seven years now. And so I think it's interesting in these times, people are, in the last few weeks particularly have gotten really comfortable with video chat and online. And I think before it felt so out of reach and though it wasn't quite the same as the real thing in clinic. But I think because I've been practicing this way for so long, um, to me, it's not just about looking and touching your skin. It's about asking the right questions to get the correct answer so that then I can formulate a plan and go from there. So whilst, you know, a blessing and a curse and what this virus has meant for us, it's really, I think, given people the push to try something online as well. So yeah. And I love being able to deliver all of the information you need. And it's too much for us to sit in a one hour consultation. You'll walk away going, holy heck. Whereas if you're doing one of my online programs, you get me in your face once a week going through everything that you need to know and breaking down the skin stuff, but also providing you with the exact skincare that you need for your skin. So it's all encompassing. We consult to understand your skin, but then I formulate your products and curate them for what you need throughout the journey of the program as well. Yeah. Such an incredible program. So yeah, if you guys want to check that out, we'll definitely put all the links to that in the show notes. So it's super easy for you. And yeah, honestly, like Robin's my go-to gal for like all skin (laughs) questions. So if you've got some hit her up and that brings me to the next thing is where can people find you online other than the website, if they want to come and hang out on the socials. Yeah. Come and hang out with me at Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time. And I'm pretty sure, you know how your mum always said you get square eyes if you stare at the TV for too long. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's my face um, because yeah, Instagram is the place to be, but you can find me as expert skin therapist. So it's expert underscore skin underscore therapist. Um, but also on Facebook as well. If you type in Robin McAlpine, I'll pop up there. Um, and yeah, I love to interact via that platform because I can send you little voice DMs. I love that. It's How good bit, is it? <laughs> yeah. Love, love that kind of level of interaction. Um, but yeah, I try it's, you know, it's managing being here for what, people need and giving that information. So I share a lot on Instagram. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, so amazing. So guys definitely go and connect with her. We'll put it all in the show notes. So it's super easy for you. Robin, my love, if you've got one last thing that you can leave our listeners with one little thing that's just on the tip of your tongue to say, what would it be? It would be the first thing next time you're due to buy skincare, have a chat to a skincare expert, somebody who's a professional, um, preferably in the field of corneotherapy, which is really about looking at your skin and the structure of your skin and how to maintain your skin barrier. Because don't guess anymore. Guessing is kind of got you to where you're at now. And yeah, it's not doing your skin any favors. So before you do anything with your next skincare purchase, have a chat to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to give you the advice. 
beautiful advice. I love it. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is amazing. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for allowing me to just share what I love and adore and eat, breathe and sleep and ooze. (laughs) Our pleasure. Honestly, you can tell that you love it and it's what you're here to do. So thank you so much for sharing it with everyone today. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me in today's episode. Because you're a part of the collective, I know you're a visionary woman ready for more and I'm here to remind you that the world needs your light. If you love this episode or know somebody who would, please share it to your IG stories and tag me at TayRayOfficial. And if you want to show some love for the podcast, please head on over and leave a five-star review on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all of the magic coming here soon. For more support, check out the episode show notes, my courses, services, and digital products by heading over to taylorray.com.au. Big love, babe. And until then, go and shine that beautiful light. The world is waiting for you.